Live from Southern California. It's the Slightly Serious Show. The Slightly Serious Show. The furthest thing from serious. And now, here is your host, Slightly, along with co-host Eric from Georgia.
why not? While the uh, get uh, get to the news while the news is getting good. And the first one I'm going to go with, uh, producer Eric, is the one that you uh, showed me. Uh, you shared with me uh, how the New York Times this is coming from the Wrap, the Wrap.com, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, they state their headline is New York Times defends the 1619 project is states seek to ban uh, seek ban on critical race theory in schools. And uh, the article reads, the New York Times on Tuesday defended its Pulitzer Prize-winning 1619 project and creator Nicole Hannah-Jones as multiple Republican-led states seek to ban the historical project as well as so-called critical race theory from their schools. I love how they say they're so-called critical race theory. (laughs) Anyways, the quote is, like our colleagues across the industry, we are troubled by these bills and by the deeply vitriolic attacks that Nicole has faced because of her role in the project. Publisher A.G. Sulzberger, executive editor Dean Baquette, and New York Times Magazine editor-in-chief Jake Silverstein said in a statement, quote, the free exchange of ideas is crucial to expanding public understanding and is core to our role as an independent news organization. We stand behind the 1619 Project and Nicole's work for which she won a Pulitzer Prize last year and oppose any attempt to restrict access to our journalism or that of any new other news organization. Uh, the statement uh, referred to a letter from the American Society of Magazine Editors that outlined, quote, the disturbing efforts by legislators and other public figures in several states to ban the teaching of the 1619 Project, uh, a series of feature stories published by an ASME member organization. And... Uh, It goes on to say that ASME writes today in support of the proposition that no federal, state, or local government body should attempt to ban magazine articles or other forms of journalism from classrooms. That's what the letter says. In numerous states, including Arkansas, Idaho, Iowa, Mississippi, and Texas, legislators have attempted or continue to attempt to ban educators from assigning material from the 1619 Project to their students. Now, I want to go back. How they say that no federal or state or local body of government should attempt to ban magazine articles in other forms of journalism from classrooms? Since when are we utilizing publications from magazines to teach our kids? Did I, did I miss a memo? Did I miss something? I mean, when I went to school, it's not like we fucking opened up the Time magazine and started to learn something, uh, was it? I mean, did you ever, did you ever experience that, Eric? nothing like that all i remember you know in elementary school was the weekly reader um and and at no time did they ever talk about critical race theory and common core curriculum yeah you know i just find it very i don't know if you ever remember that publication or not yeah no i remember that one and uh, I'm just I'm just trying to recall any type of uh, you know media outlet or news magazine or magazine in general that uh, schools when I was younger would use to teach children. I don't think that existed. Uh, but you know the ASME people here say that uh, they don't think that uh, the government has a, a right to t- be telling educators what should be taught in the school system. I think I don't agree with that. I think our our government should overseeing what our kids are taught. And more importantly, I think it's important for every single individual in society to be aware of what is being taught in schools. 
don't go, don't be going sending your kids off to school and not knowing what the hell's going on there. You'd be very surprised at what's been happening. I mean, as of right now, you're, uh, in some school districts across America, your children are learning how to be racist. Anyways, uh, it goes on, published in 2000, August 2019, on the 400th anniversary of the arrival of the first enslaved Africans in the United States, the 1619 Project examines the legacy of slavery in America and how it shaped nearly all aspects of society, from music and law to education and the arts, and including the principles of democracy itself. The descript that description comes straight from, the Hulu, from Hulu and Lionsgate, which will be adapting the new work from Hannah Jones and the New York Times intro to docu-series. And um, I don't know. I, I, I'm not in agreement with this. Uh, you know, obviously the New York Times, especially, you know, the 1619 comes from them. So, of course, they're going to be opposed to states like Florida trying to get rid of critical race theory. Uh, and I think they should. I think all Americans should be against your, our kids being taught why, you know, anything about critical race theory. We don't send our children to go to school uh, to determine the color of other kids and then make decisions on, oh, well, you're a bad person because, you know, hundreds of years ago, your, your, your uh, ancestors did this or did that. I don't know. That's, that's just my thoughts. But what do, what do you think about it? I mean, are you surprised that the New York Times is uh, coming out in support, uh, or not in support, but against the certain states trying to ban all this? Well, it just seems to me like, you know, that the, 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 it, it's almost like they want to give like the Republican safe states that are passing legislation to ban critical race theory being taught in schools, the middle finger, when, when I think that those states are right to be given those, you know, Democrat safe states, the middle finger. And, 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 you know, and, and for a, a, a newspaper record like the New York Times to want to defend this 1619 project, I mean, that, that just shows that, that their credibility is just going to continue to sink even further. Yeah, no. Well, that's why we, that's why we like to call the uh, New York Times the New York Slimes, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Anywho, so that's where things are at there. And then an another article, this one uh, brought to uh, me by our, our good friend Pertwee. And he he only got through what I think it was like halfway, um, <laughs> halfway through the story, uh, but he didn't finish it. I went ahead and finished it for him. But apparently this article comes from, to us from Fox News. The headline is Virginia Parents Furious After Graduation Speaker's Incendiary Warning on Racism and White Supremacy. Now, keep in mind, folks, this is at a graduation ceremony, okay? And, and we've, we've made mention of two outstanding parents in America over the past week or so and how people are finally coming out, speaking what's on their mind and telling people how it is and how it's going to be. And we praise those people. We need more people in, you know, across our country like that. But anyways, uh, this is uh, after a Fairfax County school board member delivered a scathing speech at a high school commencement ceremony. Virginia parents spoke out Tuesday, rejecting the message about students entering a world of greed, racism, and white supremacy. 
Avar Omesh, the school board's lone Muslim member, delivered the keynote address before a graduation ceremony for the Justice High School in Falls Church, Virginia, on June 7th. She warned the graduating mostly minority high schoolers that they are about to step into a capitalist world filled with racism, white supremacy, and, quote, extreme versions of individualism. I'll agree with maybe some of the extreme versions of individualism. Uh, our, the, she's also quoted, our world is overwhelmed with need. We struggle with human greed, racism, extreme versions of individualism and capitalism, white supremacy, growing wealth gaps, disease, climate crisis, extreme poverty amid luxury and waste right next door. And the list goes on. Omesh uh, pointed out that the school is on land also that is stolen from Manahoic people, a Native American tribe. And uh, I don't know. You can, uh, if, if you'd like, you can uh, listen to... I'll just let you listen to what she had to say for you know a few seconds. I don't want to get you too pissed off because then your blood pressure will be just as high as mine gets every night. But uh, you tell me what you think, and uh, we'll go from there. Oh, uh, of course, we have to uh, click a couple buttons, of course. But uh, I think we should. ...at Justice High School. Thank you. 32 minutes after the hour now, the Fairfax County School, Virginia, under fire this morning after one of its members gave a speech offering a very harsh warning to grads. Listen. We struggle with human greed, racism, extreme versions of individualism and capitalism, white supremacy, growing wealth gaps, disease, climate crisis, extreme poverty amid luxury and waste right next door. Oh, my God. I mean, it's so horrible, you know? I mean, God forbid. I mean, really, is this what we need our high graduating high school students to hear? You're going to talk shit on about white people uh, and what's wrong with capitalism you should be encouraging your students that are graduating and leaving your high school you should be encouraging them to go out and strive and do the best that they can do for their family and their loved ones what's wrong with capitalism i i i'd love to hear what's so bad about that uh you know your white supremacy uh, uh I, I, you know, you, you say that I'm privileged. I, I'm still waiting to see where my privileges are, lady. I really am. And if things are so fucking bad, then get the fuck out of here. I'm sure there's many other countries you can go to. You know, we have plenty of illegal immigrants coming to this country. So is it really that bad? If it was that bad, would they really be coming? I don't know. You tell me. Why don't you go talk to them? Maybe, maybe, maybe if this gal goes to the border and, you know, because Kamala, we, we already know she's not. I mean, hell, Donald Trump will go back to the border before Harris does. But maybe we need this gal to go to the border and tell all the illegal migrants that are coming across how horrible it is in the United States, that there's white supremacy everywhere. Don't come. It's horrible here. It's capitalism. It's horrible. It's America hates minorities. I mean, that's pretty much what she's saying. But yet she's still here. I don't know how the hell she's on a school board, but I don't know. Eric, uh, Pert, I know you have something to say about that, Pert. <laughs> That's what I got to say about it. <sighs> yeah, you, you just want to say something like this, right? Exactly. Can you see why I could only make it halfway through that article? <sighs> yeah, I think, I, I think my uh, blood pressure went up a few ticks. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> I believe it. Eric, am I am I wrong? I mean, is it that are things that bad in America? I mean, you can no, say they it, are. It seems that way. It seems that way. Well, I got a question for you slightly. Why, as a parent, okay? Because you got to understand, most of the parents are paying for that education, not the kids. So, as a parent, how would it make you feel to spend all that money to send your child to school to learn a trade, a job, a career path? where they can be productive, happy, make money, make a living, and enjoy life. And then you get, pardon, as Eric would say, pardon my French, a bitch like that that gets up there and slams all their dreams and pretty much tells him, just sit at home and let the government take care of you. That's pretty much what she's saying. I mean. Yeah. I mean, uh, as a parent, wouldn't you want to meet her in the parking lot after her speech? Oh, yeah. I, I, I definitely. I mean, I don't even have to be a parent. I still would love to meet with her. Yeah. I mean, I would totally invite her to the show. We can uh, talk about it. I mean, if, if things were that bad that, you know, we live with white supremacy and all that, then why the hell are you on the school board? Why don't you just stay at home and eat bonbons, lady? Or let's go one even further than that. You knew it before you got here. Why'd you come here? And if she is an American and born here, why are you staying? Yeah, exactly. You go I mean, to a party you don't like, do you try to change it or do you go somewhere else? Well, you know, they, they tried to just, you know what they tried to do, Bert? They just tried to manipulate society and try to mm-hmm. get people to change their ways. I mean, she went as far on later in her speech to say, for all you high schoolers, remember jihad. Really? I read that in the headline, but I, you know, it, it, oh my gosh, remember jihad. Remember yeah. jihad? Okay. Remember, yeah. like, you can leave the damn country. We'll remember 9-11, too. Anyways, that was a very disturbing article that uh, you had brought. And, uh, you know, I, I want to read a little bit uh, more. The uh, Oh, my gosh, he's coming. He'll be right there, honeybee. Anyways, the president of the student body government introduced her, noting that she, was, she campaigned for presidential candidate Bernie Sanders and that her father, Isam Omesh, was a, quote, leader and board member of the Dar al-Harirash Islamic Center. The namesake of a mosque attended by two 9-11 hijackers in 2001 and uh, the radical imam Anwar al-Awlaki and Nadal Hassan, the 2009 Fort Hood shooter. Um, and like I said, uh, at the one point in her address, she told the students in Arabic to remember their jihad. Uh, quote, I think it's important for your viewers to know about Abar Omesh's comments here are incendiary comments are not the first example of divisive and anti-Semitic rhetoric, Fairfax County parent Gary Aiken told Fox & Friends on Tuesday. Aiken said that several weeks ago, Amesh posted, quote, vile anti-Semitic tweets on her social accounts, which were linked to her official, quote, nonpartisan Fairfax County school board page. These desecrates the Holy Land and that desecrates the Holy Land and kills Palestinians. And this caused huge outrage of over 250,000 Jewish Americans here in Northern Virginia, and it sparked outrage across all political lines, and there were calls for her to apologize. She has offered no apology, and she has doubled down on it. And that's what uh, Mr. Aiken had said. And uh, I don't know where my phone is. Uh, <laughs> anyways, um... I don't know. It's it's crazy. Uh, I, I'm glad that parents in, in Virginia are speaking out against this lady. They need to remove her from the school boards, what they need to do. 
So, yes, I know, Mike. Come on, man. And, and I promise you, Mike, I know this might be the first night uh, you're seeing the show on DLive. The red face, although it could be somewhat contributed to this story, it really has to do with getting uh, sunburned uh, over the weekend. I was at the Del Mar Fair uh, trying to get less white. <laughs> so, <laughs> Anyways, uh, you know how we reported uh, last week, uh, Producer Eric, that uh, the military base over in Hawaii was shut down and uh, was under lockdown, and uh, it's coming out. Uh, I remember you saying something. Well, it's coming out recently that the military base has mysteriously launched three F-22s in response to an unknown incident. It's uh, this interesting. Is, it's it's really uh, curious. Uh, I'm curious to know what the hell is really going on. I mean, if you have a military base on an island being locked down, and now we're launching F-22s, what's going on? I mean, is there shouldn't we be aware of things uh, happening around in our country? Um. I'm thinking so. Well, apparently the three F-22 fighter jets were launched from Joint Base Pearl Harbor, Hickam, in Hawaii by an apparent request from the Federal Aviation Administration, but the details are shrouded in mystery. The military has remained tight-lipped about what prompted the patrol, but did, but, it, but did confirm it was not a training exercise and came at the request of the FAA. When asked for the comments on Sunday's patrol, the FAA merely said, quote, it has a close working relationship with the military. And uh, two F-22 Raptors took off from JP, JBPHH around 4 o'clock, followed by a third F-22 about an hour later. And uh, like I said, this comes uh, within less than a week of that base being locked down. And uh, obviously during that uh, lockdown, you know, they also suspended tours at the USS Arizona Memorial. And... Uh, People over at the Pearl Harbor Aviation Museum were also sheltered in place. So it'll be interesting to see what's going on over there. And if anybody has any news, let me know. <laughs> um, I mean, obviously, if you lock down something, you know, aren't you kind of, it seems like you're afraid that you're going to be attacked, doesn't it? Don't you, isn't that what you normally lock things down for because something's about to go down? I believe so. I believe so, too. So today's June 15th, as I have already mentioned, and everybody might be thinking how great it is to be here in, in California because, you know, we have no more restrictions. The color codes of COVID-19 are gone. There's no more mass. It's back to freedom. Well, like I said yesterday, that's not so much the case. <laughs> So not only, not only is that, you know, there's many people out here that still need to wear masks, but now uh, the University of California is backtracking, and they are now saying that all staff in all students that are attending classes on campus will be required to be taking the jab. So if you're going to plan on going to college at a UC school, make sure you go get the jab, folks, because otherwise you're not allowed to be allowed to be on campus. And remember, like I said yesterday, the University of California will have no problem finding out if you've received the jab or not, because, you know, our fabulous governor, Governor Newsom, has made sure that there's going to be an electronic vaccine database. So... Uh, if you plan on going to college, they're going to know your name and they're going to be able to look your ass up. 
you know, it's all about knowing your medical information these days. Uh, the University of California system will now require all of its students and staff who want to return to campus this fall to be vaccinated. And that's what the San Francisco Chronicle is reporting. Regent Aloy Ortiz Oakley told the, va- the newspaper that UC President Michael Drake, quote, does plan to move forward with the vaccine mandate. It's an about face for the school system, which has 280,000 students and 227,000 faculty and staff across 10 campuses. Drake, who's also a medical doctor, said in the, an April proposal that while all students and staff are strongly encouraged to get vaccinated, it would only be mandated, quote, once a vaccine has full approval from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. Yeah, about that. Uh, Mr. Drake, I uh, don't know if you're fucking down in the basement with President Joe Biden, but uh, there's no, there is absolutely no full approval of any vaccination for COVID-19. So what the hell are you doing? The FDA has so far issued emergency use authorization for three vaccines made, as you know, we don't need to go through each and every one of them. But uh, I don't know. Um, I don't think it's very much, uh, very big surprise how we have, uh, especially here in the liberal state of California, of people talking out their ass and then changing their mind. And, you know, they all want to make sure that they're Gestapo. You know, their word is always God. That's how it feels. That's, you know, just ask Governor Newsom. He'll tell you. Um, so just want you to be aware of that. Now we go to the city of Chicago. It's such a lovely place. You know, I, I, from what I hear, our good friend Torch, who uh, does his own podcast, he's from the city of Chicago. It's, just, it's such a lovely place as long as you don't get shot at uh, over weekends because, generally speaking, you know, there's 25 to 35 people that get shot every weekend. But uh, the racist mayor over there, Chicago Mayor Lightfoot, uh, introduces, uh, you know, people are apparently not behaving too well. So she's going to be introducing an alcohol sale ban in stores after midnight. Because that's going to solve all the problems in Chicago, right? <laughs> oh, you can't make this stuff up. Yeah, it's alcohol. That's the problem with uh, Chicago. That's why people go out and shoot each other in the middle of the nights. It's going to increase liquor sales is what it's going to do. Right? You just buy it all before midnight. Absolutely. I mean, look at what they do in Utah. I don't think there's liquor stores uh, that are open on Sundays, right? So what does everybody do? They just stock up before they close. Oh, or you drive to the next state. Or if you live in Chicago, just go to the next city over and buy your booze. Or you just move. Just move. Yeah, well, I guess you could move. But if you move. Florida's still open. If you moved out of Chicago, though, Pert, you're going to miss all the fireworks. I mean, gunshots all week, every weekend. I mean, that's Would some people. Really? Might, really? Some people Would might miss enjoy it? that. Some people might miss that. You mean the good boys? The good boys? The good old boys. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and not only that, but wouldn't they miss their racist mayor? <laughs> if, you're able to, if you're able to, Pert, I need you to turn your volume up a little bit. Uh, I'm not able to. Can okay. you hear me any better there? Um, that's okay. Uh, it just sounds a little low. But that's okay. We'll, we'll How about it. that? Oh, there we go. Oh, that's better. Yeah, I unplugged the headset. Hopefully I don't lose sound. So, um, I don't, I'm not even going to read, you know, I'm not even going to give the credit, uh, to even mention, go even read the entire article 
Um, I'm sorry there, racist mayor, uh, Lightfoot, but just because you want to ban alcohol sales after a certain hour, uh, newsflash, honey, you're still going to have people shooting the shit out of each other every weekend. That's not going to prohibit them from going out and gangbanging and shooting up the neighborhoods. Is she so anti-white? Why is her name still Lightfoot? Why hasn't she changed that yet? You know, Lightfoot is so close to being Whitefoot. It should be Darkfoot. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's, she's just trash. She really is. Or nut job. Yeah, she could qualify as the nut job mayor of the year. That's for sure. Yeah, wait a minute. I think she's on our show tonight. She's using the word, uh, the uh, title, uh, crazy lady. Yeah, that's her. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, are you allowed to even call her a lady, though? That might be offensive to her. Mm, that's offensive to me. Well, you know what's crazy, though, Bert? You know she has a either a, a girlfriend or a wife that is white. Mm, uh, no, possibly. No, I'm not joking. I, I don't know. If oh, really? Yeah, I don't know if it's a girlfriend or a wife. It's her significant other, but she is white. Well, but maybe she identifies as black. Ah, the, yeah, mm. yeah, there you go. That's the workaround. You know, they always got to work around. They do. Yeah. So I, either that or she's just racist towards every other white person. Because she only likes to talk about, she only likes to talk to minorities uh, in public. So, anywho, uh, enough about her. Um, there was something I wanted to also, uh, coming back to the state of California, because things are so wonderful here, right? And I had previously talked to you, talked to everybody on the show, I think about a couple weeks ago, uh, basically about, you know, Walgreens and shoplifters and stuff like that. <laughs> I know where you're going. Oh yeah, it's uh, it's back. In, it's back in the news, folks. And uh, like I continue to say, society is an all time low, at least in our life lifetime. I mean, it might have been a lot worse back in the 20s or 30s. I can't say I wasn't there. Uh, therefore, I should no, pay no reparations. But anyways, I digress on that. We are in the midst to where to be a criminal is 100% A-OK. I mean, if, you follow, if you're a law-abiding citizen, you're pretty much, I mean, you're worse than a criminal these days. I'm going to show you a video. And this is uh, a, a, a male that went into the Walgreens in San Francisco. And basically, he, he rides in on a bike. The douchebag doesn't even put the bike you know, on the side outside of the store. He, he rides his bike inside. And he's got his own little, you know, garbage can, uh, you know, trash bag, you know, hefty, hefty, extra large. And uh, he goes and, I don't know, I guess he goes shopping, I guess, right? But uh, take a look at this. And I don't know why he's not. Wow. You heard her say, Wow. So there's two people right here. You have a security guard. Now, I, don't, I can't confirm whether or not the security guard actually works for Walgreens. I know they have security officers for Walgreens. Uh, chances are the, the security guard probably works there. But we live in a day and age to where, God forbid, you put your hands on a criminal because the criminal will press charges against you. But anyways, he's, he's loaded up his black hefty bag. And he's already stockpiled all the items he wants, and uh, he puts it on his handlebars, and he's on his way out of the store. And out he goes. 
with another bystander at the front doors just watching him leave. And it, it's amazing. We'll play it one more time for you guys. Um, the lady that's video recording it says something about calling 911. Well, you know what? If you were to call 911, nowadays they, they're going to tell you go to hell. They don't have time for you. You know, the police officers don't have time to worry about criminals. I mean, the last thing they want to do is show up and take care of business and then be charged with murder. Or so anything else. But it's, it's unspeakable how we've gotten to the point to where people are just okay with watching people steal. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's ludicrous, I say. Wow. Wow. Just wow. And, and I do have to give the credit to the one security officer, though. As the guy's you know, driving out on his little bicycleta, the security officer tries to grab the bag away from him. So you have to give you have to give him some uh, you know some respect for that. And I'm going to re rewind it one more time because I just found out and noticed that we did not have it on our video screen. So here you go. Wow. And off he goes. Bye bye. Hasta la vista, baby. All right. So, and I'm going to continue to show uh, you what I'm talking about, how criminals are just getting away with everything, how California is not the greatest state in the world like you all think it is just because it's fucking 105 degrees and bright blue skies with clouds. But first, we're going to take a quick time out, take a break, drink a little Topo Chico, kind of get the blood pressure a little bit lower. Anyways, you're listening to The Slightly Serious Show on a Tuesday afternoon, or evening. You've been listening to The Slightly Serious Podcast. If you haven't laughed, been offended, or engaged, then turn up the damn volume. Be sure to follow and catch us weeknights at 6.30 p.m. Pacific. All right, well, welcome back. So do you guys recall how I've told you in the past how it is 100% A-OK -okay to go defecate on the streets of San Francisco? It's legal. Anybody can, you know, walk down the neighborhood, take a piss, take a dump, whatever you like. I mean, you know, the same place that you can go shoot up heroin and uh, they'll give you a nice clean needle. Welcome to the show there, Ralph. It's good to see you. Well, here in San Diego, at least as of right now, it is not legal to go take a piss or a dump, especially in La Jolla, California. And, well, someone, a homeless guy was reported to police. This happened back in May, and uh, we had to let a few things unwind before bringing the story to you because, as always, when the police try to do their job and enforce laws and make sure people are, aren't pissing on the corner of the streets, there's always going to be some legal action following. So what happened was, like I said, this uh, gentleman... Uh, the police were called by a La Jolla resident reporting that there was someone taking a piss on the street. So police arrived, and of course, you know, uh, you, know how, you know how things are in society today. Nobody likes to cooperate or listen to authority, and you know how things roll sometimes when that happens. People, you know, it doesn't always end in a good uh, situation. 
so I'm going to show you a video of this uh, coming up here. And uh, you can tell me uh, what you all think about, about this. And uh, I will make sure that it is definitely playing for you guys. And we'll bring up the video right now. And for those of you in Podbean, I apologize, but I, I, I continue to repeat, make sure you go get DLive. That way you can uh, check out the videos when we present video. Yeah, let's do it. I'll try to give you the best play-by-play -play I can. So police uh, arrive on scene, and basically they're trying to Stop. take him down. I don't want to He's stop, man. Leave me the fuck stop. alone. Stop, bro! And the homeless guy starts throwing punches at the officers. Stop resisting right now, bro! Stop resisting! Stop resisting! Stop resisting. Stop resisting. Leave me the fuck alone! Stop resisting! Hands behind your back! Stop resisting! And, you know, he, he says, I gotta piss! Leave me alone! Okay, I gotta piss! Anyways, the rest of the video here is really very, you know, there's not much to, to watch. Um, you can see a little bit here over on this. He just continues Stop to say, I need a piss. Man. That's bottom line. You have to put your hands behind your back. You're trying to take a fucking piss? What in the fuck is wrong with you? Stop resisting, my pants, you idiot! Stop! Doesn't he sound like such a, a law-abiding person and uh, listens to authority pretty well? You know? Anyways, um, I'm going to get to the point uh, where the body cam footage is slowed down. Slow down a little bit. And um, let's see if we can. Uh, that was too far. But to make a long story short, and I will continue to search for the, the video. But the suspect in this incident is throwing blows at the officer. Now, once they got him on the ground, you do see the officer punching the guy in the face. I'm not, I'm not uh, a juror. I am not a, uh, you know, I'm not, you know, I, I, whether or not uh, the officer is correct in punching the guy. I mean, me personally, I mean, if you're going to punch somebody, expect the same back. Um, but to make a long story short, the suspect was arrested. And he was charged with multiple, multiple things. He was charged with, you know, taking a piss on the sidewalk. He was also charged with, there was a couple other things. I think it was, he was charged with uh, resisting arrest and a couple other things. But uh, as of this past week, guess what? The district attorney and everybody else involved have decided not to charge him with a damn thing. Can you believe that? Unbelievable. And, and oh, by the way, those, the police officers that were responded, they are now in trouble for the way they treated him. That's, what, that's, that's, that's how we live. That's the society we now live in, folks. Criminals have the upper hand. You see him crossing the border. You see him fucking riding their bicicleta out the Walgreens. You see him pissing, them on, pissing on the sidewalks. Is that the type of society that you want to be a part of? Is that the type of society you remember being 
in? I don't, I, I, I mean, I don't know what you, I mean, what, what do people want? When are people going to continue to stand up and speak their mind? I mean, apparently, you know, we live in a liberal city here in San Diego with a, with a, you know, I don't know. I am just, it's just ridiculous. It really is. I mean, so I, I don't know. I mean, are we at the point of life? To where, hey, if uh, you, there's something you need and can't afford, yeah, don't worry about it. Just walk in and go take it. I mean, that's what the that's what city officials are trying to tell you. I don't agree with it, but at one point or another, the shit's got to stop. Anyways, any comments, feedback? What do you? Uh, anybody uh, want to say anything about that? Are you guys surprised that the homeless guy uh, was not charged with anything that it's apparently uh, okay by the district attorney to piss on the streets of San Diego. I mean, it's kind of, I mean, I think this is, you know, what, you know, a, a lot of society is starting to look like and, and, and people are not learning the true meaning of personal responsibility. Well, I'll ask. I'll I'll, put, I'll ask everybody out uh, out there that is listening. Put a one in chat if you're not okay with people pissing in your on the sidewalks in your neighborhood, or two if you think uh, something should be done about it. One if you're okay with your neighbors or anybody taking a dump, taking a piss on your sidewalk. Well, no, wait a minute. Now you changed the game oh, up. Okay, now okay, now okay. Let me let me let me rephrase it. One if you're okay with your neighbors or anybody taking a dump or taking a piss on the sidewalk in your neighborhood or two, the shit's got to stop and something has to happen. Now let me ask you in the beginning of that, I couldn't tell, but wasn't he looking for a bush or in a bush or was he right out in the open on the sidewalk? Well, in the area that he's, there is some brush and stuff like that nearby. Um, but it, the funny part is I, I, I don't know if he pissed in, near the bush or outside the bush. Um, but the funny part is, is he had an attorney uh, after this incident happened, right? And they were doing a press conference, and the, uh, the attorney was taking questions from the press. And basically, the uh, attorney said, "No, he was not trying to pee." He said, "Oh yeah," and and, and <laughs> like, dude, he, he says he was. He's like, "Wait, no, I did take a piss." <laughs> Oh my gosh! I, and you should have seen the look of that attorney. He looked at him. He's like, it's like, he's, well, he's an honest public urinator. Yeah, he's a public, uh, honest public urinator. I, I respect that. Yeah, it looks like uh, it looks like the twos, the twos are, are winning in chat. I guess nobody likes to uh, you know walk down the the city streets and seeing people's piss or, or crap. Yeah, I mean, if they look for a place that's out of sight or something. You know, because I mean, literally, you, you consider anything public that's not under your own roof. I mean, I've had a duck behind a dumpster or something like that before. And, you know, what's your alternative? You piss your pants and how many people are going to like seeing and smelling somebody walk around with pee in their pants? Really? So, or notice the water stain. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Okay, here's the, here's the, next, here's the next one then. Number, um, if, you've, if, you've, uh, if you've urinated in public in a bush or something, number Put a one in chat. If you've never urinated in public, put a two. Unbelievable. So all of you guys in here saying one. 
how dare you say you don't want the people pissing on your streets? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't say that though. That that was Mike was saying that, and he put a one. Oh no, I'm goodness. sorry, Mike did put a two, so he didn't care. Yeah, but here's the thing. There's one thing like you were saying, Kurt. If you're like in a desolate area, like there's nobody around and there's like, you know, a dying bush or something that could use some uh, moisture, uh, you know, it might be all right. Uh, but, uh, you know, go somewhere where like nobody's around. Yeah, that's, no, that's exactly. You don't yeah. just do it right in the open. Yeah, but I'm still upset that, uh, you know, at the end of the day, uh, a criminal is uh, basically, you know, vilified uh, and basically told that what he's doing is acceptable in society. And uh, you have law enforcement again, you know, getting the. Well, as a sensible people know, the right way to handle that would have been you cooperate, you let it go, you go in, you plead your case there. And you know what? If they misbehave, mean officers, then there's some action to take. But then it avoids this whole thing and people aren't getting hurt and all this other crazy crap or somebody getting a gun pulled on them. But you know, there is no respect for law enforcement and hasn't been for quite a few years now. No, there hasn't been. And uh, that's, I think that's a big thing that society needs to wake up to. Uh, you continue to hear people out there saying, oh, well, but this and but that and but this. Uh, enough of the buts. Button up. How's that? Button up, yeah. What, what are your thoughts? Uh, I would like to hear what people's thoughts are. If a law enforcement officer's getting punches thrown at them, are you okay with uh, a law enforcement officer punching back? I personally, I am. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with them whipping out the baton and the stun gun. Yeah. I don't, yeah. It, it's on. I mean, you had this situation out of sight, outside of St. Louis, Missouri, a few years back, where that guy who had robbed a convenience store earlier in the day, but that wasn't known yet, got in the cop car trying to take the cop's gun. At that point, it's all on, buddy. Your life is probably going to end. And it, it should be like that, that the cop can fight for his life because he's invaded the cop's car. If somebody came into your car slightly, I don't know about California, but Mike can back me up on this. You do it in Florida, you're shot. You're at fault. The guy that shot you sitting in his own car is going home that night. Well, if I beat up someone that breaks into my own home and I kick his ass, I'll probably end up in jail. In a, yeah. Yeah. That's, it's crazy. That, that's California. No right to defend yourself. Mike, welcome to the show, my friend. Are you okay with people, uh, with cops uh, punching back if they're, uh, you know, getting fists thrown at them? Yes, I do. I do. Um, and also, uh, they should have a baton and a taser and jujitsu simultaneously, you know, at the same time. Damn, that's a lot. Yeah. Tase them, hit them upside the head, and then sweep kick them, drop them or something. <laughs> yeah, well, this... Just, oh my gosh, my, enough door closing over there. My goodness. <laughs> Sorry. So the, the, uh, the, the 34 year old, his name is uh, Jesse Evans, by the way. And uh, he was, he was uh, booked on charges of obstructing an officer, battery on a police officer and resisting arrest. Those were all of the charges that uh, were dropped by the district attorney. And, and slightly, why should the perpetrator face any less severity or any less force than what he's exerting anyway. You know what I mean? E I equal or more. Hey, you hit the guy once in the head, hey, he might hit you twice with his baton upside your head. Yeah, I mean... I mean I, I, Human nature to defend yourself. Well, I really believe, like like everything in life, you, you, uh, you're going to get out of it what you put into it. Exactly. 
Um, the decision uh, effectively ends the threat that Evans could face criminal charges for the incident, which happened the morning of May 12th. Uh, which was near a near, uh, a near uh, near a busy intersection near University of California San Diego. Uh, so uh, to answer your question, it does not appear like it was in like you know somewhere off away in the distance. Uh, it's a very busy street. But uh, yeah. So he could have been out in the middle of the intersection directing traffic with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he might have had a waterworks show. Yeah. Let's see. What uh, what have I been missing? And uh, Dude Sean says, I uh, used to teach jujitsu to police in the morning for years. Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. Uh, Eric did slightly cover Fox Reporter who got on Project Veritas. That I did not. You want to call in and tell me about that, Ralph? I have no idea what, what that's all about. I think it's a reporter, you know, who works for the local Fox affiliate, KRIB-TV, Channel 26 in Houston, you know, who got suspended. Um, and, um, and I think she, her story wound up getting the attention of Project Veritas, um, you know, and, um, Ralph was unable to call and I saw a report about that, but I mean, um, we're, we're looking it up, Ralph. Reporter. Veritas. See what, uh, let's see what we got, uh, to bring up over here and, uh, we'll put it over, over here. We'll see if the Washington Examiner, what they have to say. Uh, Houston reporter fired over Project Veritas sting. A local news reporter for Fox 26 in Houston was fired after announcing on air the company that owns the station has been, quote, muzzling her reporting and planned an expose with the help of Project Veritas. Ivory Hecker, a general assignment reporter and fill-in anchor for the station, said she planned to release Quote, behind-the-scenes recordings about the Fox Corporation during a live broadcast on Monday, Project Veritas revealed on Tuesday that Hecker had been informed of her suspension from Fox 26, sharing a phone recording provided to the conservative activist group. Soon after, the Daily Beast reported Hecker told the news outlet she had been fired, quote, I have been longing to part ways with this strange, slightly unhinged corporation since last August when I realized what they were. She said, adding that she has, quote, zero interest in working for another corporation. They all tow the same line. Uh, Fox 26, which confirmed to multiple news outlets that Hecker had been fired, also issued a statement on the situation. They said, quote, Fox 26 adheres to the highest editorial standards of accuracy and partiality. A spokeswoman for the station told the Washington Examiner, Quote, this incident involves nothing more than a disgruntled former employee seeking publicity by promoting a false narrative produced through selective editing and misrepresentation. I'm kind of thinking that uh, it's probably not the case. That she's just trying to expose the truth. That's why, that's why we love doing our show. I don't, have to, I don't have to listen to anybody telling me what I have to say. I say it how I see it. Just like I encourage everybody out there in society. You don't have to, we don't have to agree on those points of views, but damn it, tell it how you see it. If you don't agree with it, that's fine. But have a voice. Make it your own damn voice and not some corporate fucking toe line. Anyways, uh, let's see what this uh, Fox video came says. at my throat for standing up against censorship. In my opinion, you failed as a reporter. From the inside, yes, there's a narrative. 
Yes, it is unspoken, but if you accidentally step outside the narrative, if you don't sense what that narrative is mm -hmm. and go with it, there will be grave consequences for you. And this is Hecker uh, talking uh, on givesendgo.com forward slash support ivory. So. Not just about the viewers, it's about what our CEO reads. It's about what our GM reads. My question is very simple. Why are you doing this? It affects the viewers, that's why I'm doing this. The viewers are being deceived by a carefully crafted narrative in some stories. I have passed on Bitcoin stories. African-American audience of five, it's probably not gonna play. That's a choice I'm making, an editorial choice. That seems sort of a racially charged statement to make. I want out of this narrative news telling. I want out of, of this corruption. Are you afraid of doing this? I haven't had a lot of fear about it. I'm, I'm so horrified at what the news business has, has stooped to. What you just heard was our newest insider, Fox 26 reporter Ivory Hecker, blowing the whistle on her own network's bias. Hecker felt compelled to come forward and shine a light on what she says is Fox 26 being, quote, deceptive to viewers. So there you have it. Um, you know, mm -hmm. another. You know, it doesn't. It doesn't have necessarily have to be a CNN, a MSLSD, or CNBC, or any of those. It's all of them, folks. Um, um you know, like um, the, the, this. Of course, we know is a network-owned and operated station in one of the largest TV markets in the country. Um, but it isn't just network O and O's. That stations that are engaging in this practice. You have stations owned by Next Star Media Group, as well as Great Television and Sinclair Broadcast Group, which are the three largest local media conglomerates in the country, as well as groups like Tegna and, and Hearst Television and the EW Scripps Company and, and the Cox Media Group engage in the, in the exact same, same activities. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's widespread. It has nothing to do with one particular news outlet. It's all of them. And and if mm -hmm. you listen to the narrative, the the toe line of every news outlet, it's just like it's you know it's the same kind of thing. If you listen to politicians, you know how they say it the same freaking sentence day after day. Same thing with the news media. It's like the same headline. All across the board, whether it be Fox, whether it be ABC, NBC, they all they all utilize the same message. It's messaging and programming. Everyone recall that how you know it might have been years ago, but you know people use the the word television programming. What are they? Why do they use the word programming? Maybe it's because they're you know, trying to program, you know, to program the viewers. Exactly, of course. But you know it isn't. Like with the television news anchors and reporters, they're, they're not just answering to the news directors and the station managers and corporate CEOs. They're also answering to another entity, which is called advertisers or sponsors. Well, yeah, because the, the, the main job of a news network these days is not to give you the news. It's to bring in advertising dollars. It's just like politicians you know, they want you to believe that they're there to fight for your rights and that they're there to represent you as an individual and as an American and worry about our country. The real truth of the matter, and I've been saying this for the past year, their job is to fundraise, fundraise for their party. 
for the Republican Party, for the Democrat Party. It's all about the mighty dollar. Maybe it might be all about the mighty Bitcoin one day, but right now, it has nothing to do with you as an American or our country as a whole. It has to do with raping and pillaging and getting all the power that they can so they can control us. Well, and, and I think the Nielsen Media Research is also complicit in, in these activities, too. Have you ever heard of the term Nielsen family, which measures TV ratings? Yeah, I, I have heard of Nielsen. They do TV ratings. I think they also do uh, radio uh, ratings as well. Well, they, 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 they do radio ratings. But primarily, I think Arbitron does, the, does mostly radio ratings, but they used to be in TV. But I don't think they're doing it like as wide as they used to. Yeah, and that I'm not 100% sure, but yeah, you're right. Yo, like Chung Lee. Yeah, there you go. Uh, du, Chan, du Chan says that, what did he say earlier before that? Oh, uh, sexed up Disney, etc. Interesting. Yeah. Anyways, I don't know. Uh, that's what's going on. Uh, those are the stories I have for you. Hopefully you enjoyed them. Uh, like I said, the, my, main, my main messaging for everyone out there is to continue to keep tabs on what the hell's going on on in your local neighborhoods, your communities, and stuff like that. Don't be afraid to speak out. What's right is right. What's wrong is wrong, regardless of anybody, you know, they're going to be idiots like up in San Francisco and let thugs go into a grocery store or, you know, Walgreens and just, you know, pick and choose what they want, get the hell out, and nobody does a damn thing. That's a sad, sad, sad situation. That shows you how bad California is. And you, and you know what? You can all thank the wonderful liberals who elect all the politicians in this state. Don't let it happen. Stand up for what's right. And just another reason why they need to recall Governor Newsom. Right. Anyways, we're going to take our second uh, break tonight. I appreciate you all tuning in. Make sure if you haven't yet, follow us over on the Twitter, Twitter. If you haven't uh, followed us over on Podbean and all that, make sure you follow us there. Uh, I think we uh, just surpassed the 20,000 uh, listener mark, so congratulations. A big uh, round of applause for all of you for having to sift through each, the, each and every night listening to what comes out of my mouth. I, I, I send my, you know, my, my apologies, but I do thank you for it. But also, like I said, I'll keep continuing to pester you. Go over to DLive. Follow us over there because... Like I said, we've been doing a little bit more and more of video, and uh, I, I really enjoy doing that. I enjoy showing you clips and stuff like that. So follow us over there. We'll be right back with uh, the Taco Tequila Trivia Tuesday on the Slightly Serious Show. We'll be right back. Enjoying yourselves? Then please be sure to follow the show on Podbean and many of the other social media platforms, including Twitter at Slightly Serious, Instagram, and Facebook. Our podcasts are also available to download on many different platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, Google Podcasts, and many more. All right there, Producer Eric. It is time for our fun and favorite trivia game sponsored by our good friends at DuckDuckGo. <laughs> Yes. Well, we got four open call spots here on Podbean. Um, I guess if Corey, aka Jesse, um, wants to call in, or or if Sermenti is still here, um, we welcome y'all jumping up to the panel if you like. Um, 
to buy trivia or to our D Live Twitch and Facebook audience, dial 702 708 2855. And and hopefully our friends in the Podbean chat read my super chat about, you know, downloading, you know, like the D Live app and, and giving us a follow there and the links also to Twitch and, and Facebook too. Oh, I thank you for that, uh, producer Eric. Uh, I, and I will copy and paste that as well because we, we want to see everybody over on uh, D Live. You can earn money over there while you watch. We, we pay you to, we pay you to uh, struggle through our entire show, you know. Right. Plus we get audio um, uh, check with for Pert Wee, uh, be advised. Uh, Pert, uh, are you there? Yes. Mike, keep your hand off the uh, beep, shut Malfunction, audio, failure, device oh. shutting down. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, there's three uh, open spots. If, if not, if you don't want to use Podbean, you can always call the studio line 702-708-2855. I can't believe I remembered that, but that's the number. 708-702-708-2855. All right. It's all yours, yep. producer Eric. All right. The rules apply as always. Um, and I, I know it's very tempting. I'm going to read the question when I am done reading the question. Um, that That's your, your cue to, of course, say your name is your buzzer name. And the first name I hear gets to answer first. All right. The first question of the night category is movies. What movie sees Elvis Presley sent to the slammer for manslaughter? I don't think it was Titanic. Um, what Elvis? Good. All right. What What do you have, Pert? Jailhouse Rock. That is correct. Oh boy, here we go, Pert. We uh, starting it off already. All right, game over. <laughs> yeah. What's it now, right. Hey, we still got got twenty more more questions to go, unless I decide to throw in um, like a guess a TV or movie theme song question. Yeah, you don't have to do that, Eric. <laughs> All right. The next question category is science. In which decade was Louise Brown the first test tube baby born? Pertwee. What do you have, Pert? 70s. That is correct. Oh, I thought it was a year. I lived in the 1970s. I didn't have a specific year. No, you said decade. <laughs> I created her. I know what decade. <laughs> All right, the next question category is music. In the John Denver song, what U.S. state is almost heaven? Pertwee. What do you have, Bert? Uh, oh, shit. Oklahoma? The that dude. is incorrect. Oh, my God, he got one wrong. Um, oh, someone said Colorado. Colorado. Colorado is incorrect. I'm um, dude. Dude, Sean? That's what I had for you. <laughs> um, what, what was that? I'm trying to think of all the states he mentions. Which state was that, Sean? Rocky Mountain, Colorado. Colorado. Right? Yeah. That is incorrect. Not a state. Um, slightly. Yeah, that's what, I, what do you have, slightly? Every state except California. He's <laughs> <laughs> incorrect. Damn. Mike. What do you have, Mike? Arkansas. Arkansas is incorrect. Um, slightly. 10 seconds. What do you have slightly? <laughs> Georgia. Georgia is incorrect. Six. Five, Unbelievable. Six, two. 
Um, just uh, got it correct. It's West Virginia. Oh, wow. Way to go. Um, Just in the nick of time, Jess. I thought it was West Virginia Mountain Mama. It it is. Or it was. It might have changed. Oh, yeah. So how is it almost home? Does he say almost home in there somewhere? Almost almost heaven. Almost heaven. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know. All right. The next question category is... uh, All right. Moving along. (laughs) All right. the, The next question category is food. What fruit comes in beefsteak and rum of variety? What was it? Oh, Pertwee. What do you have? Tomato. That is correct. Wow. Hey. Did you learn that from Come Big on, Sexy? Come on, what's Big Sexy? He should have got that one. I don't think Big Sexy. It's a vegetable. I just got it too. Oh, okay. What it's a fruit. To, it's a vegetable. <laughs> it's a fruit. Use your duck, duck, just go and you'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the next question category is mythology. What mythological character did Zeus punish by having him hold up the heavens on his shoulders? Pertwee. What do you have, Pertwee? Atlas. Atlas is correct. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, the next question category is movies. What breed of dog is Cujo? Pertwee. Mike. What do you have, Pert? German Shepherd. German Shepherd is incorrect. What do you have, Sean? Sean. St. Bernard. That is correct, and Jess got it, too. It is? All right. Way to go, Sean. (laughs) (laughs) And to Chris Unplug, Milk Dog 2020 is not a a legitimate dog breed (laughs) recognized by the American Kennel Club. I saw him competing in Westminster this year. Are you sure? <laughs> mm. Oh my goodness. Pretty funny. Um, unless it was mini milk dog from mini Sweden, right? Slightly. Yeah. We love mini milk dog. Yeah. He's, he's always fun. <laughs> All right. The next, the next <laughs> question. Story. The next question category mm-hmm. is cars. Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, what was the category? The next category is cars. Okay. Which major car company owns the luxury automotive brand Lexus? Slightly. Mike. Mike. What do you have, Mike? Oh. Toyota. That is correct. I think I got in there first, but I give it to Hey, I, I drive a Toyota Corolla, of course. Yes, you do. All right, the next question category is music. What was the last album recorded by the Beatles? Uh, what's the last, the last album? album? The last the, album? The, the, the last, what is the title of the last album recorded by the Beatles? Sean. Not that old. What do you have, Sean? Oh. Sergeant Pepper. That is incorrect. Pertwee? What do you have, Pert? Is it let it be? That is incorrect. Oh. Mike. What do you have, Mike? Yellow oh. submarine. No. That is incorrect. Slightly. Hurt. Can I guess again? Go ahead. Hurt. Abbey Road. Oh. That is correct. Unbelievable. Does my mic work? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I have a score update. 
Well, uh, slightly yeah, would have well, slightly would have some points if his mic was working. But anyways, the scoreboard reads: um, Perwi uh, is in the lead with five. Jess Duck has three. Sean has one. Mike has one. And I was typing in neither. I don't know why I have neither typed in. Um, so it's Mike and Sean uh, battling it out for you know our participation trophy. I know, right? <laughs> um, no sprinkles, um, though. No sprinkles. Welcome to the show. All right, the next. All right, the next question category is history. Which U.S. president signed the Declaration of Independence? That it. And two answers. There's two answers? Yeah, which two U.S. presidents signed the Declaration of Independence? Sean. Jay Baby has... What do you have, Sean? Jefferson um, Baby? Um, that, that is correct, Sean. Sean and Jay Baby got, got Jefferson. Go ahead, Mike. Uh, George Washington. George Washington is incorrect. Two on the paper. Justuck says, um, John Adams. Go ahead, Perk. John Adams. That is correct. And Jess got that one too. <laughs> Presidents two and three. Um, and here's another interesting bit about a trivia about Thomas Jefferson and John Adams. They also died on Independence Day, exact same day, oh, wow. same year. What? Wow. What? If the Clintons were around during those years, you'd have to. How do you know their ancestors worked? That is true. That was good. That was good. Oh, no. Just say it. That's bad. <laughs> yep. All right. The next, next question com- coming up. Um, um, the category is sports slash movies. Hmm. What two. Rocky three co-stars won the final match of the very first WrestleMania. Pertwee. What do you have, Pert? Hulk Hogan and Mr. T, sucker. That, that is correct. Wow. Pert. Good pull, bro. You know, Eric, we're going to have to start putting some age limitations to our trivia games. <laughs> <laughs> yes, make them more new and recent, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, these are the trivia questions and answers that Trivia MC Terry is, is sending me every Tuesday. Pertwee, do you so go Terry. to my Pertwee, do you go to this trivia contest on a weekly basis? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I drive down to Georgia and come back on. Look quick to little trip, I, you know? I, I wonder if Honeybee knows knows you do it. <laughs> yeah, we're the ones in the back with the big sombreros covering our face, Eric. That's how we get our Too bad my aunt Kim and her husband Mark and the Daryls and the Rios and, and the Pisas don't see you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, but I love we love our friends at trivia. But going on, the next question category is animals. How many tusk sprouts from the snout of an adult male warthog? Earthly. What do you have, Mike? Emily Harris. <laughs> that is incorrect. I'm looking for a number. Earthly. What do you have, Pert? Four. That is correct. Um, I'm trying to see, did, just, did Chris or Jess get that first? It looks like Chris got that first. Uh, he's, uh, <laughs> he was quicker than uh, Jess Doc, so we're going to give that. I notice. Him. We'll give that one to Chris. Wow. Does Pertwee wow. get a point? Yes. I'm sorry. Does Pertwee get a point? <laughs> <laughs> I got you. All right. How are the- Here's the deck. Ne- I got the next question coming right up. The qu- category is religion. Easter comes how 
after how many days of Lent in the Christian calendar? What do you have, Mike? 28. 28 is incorrect. Oh, Slightly. Mike oh. missed it? Man, I oh, am I'm thinking Thanksgiving. 12. 12. 12 is incorrect. Slightly. What do you have, slightly? Seven. Seven is incorrect. Oh. J Baby. Hold on. What's the question? J Baby in chat says. Pertwee. <laughs> um, J, go oh, J ahead, Baby got it. Good. Give it all to J Baby. They can use J, it. J Baby's got it. 40 days. That's right. Doesn't J Baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's pertaining to Exodus when they were uh, leaving Egypt exactly. 40 days and 40 nights. Oh, yep. gosh. Only yeah, they didn't yeah. find any Easter eggs. No way of us. Yes, what is it? The Passover. Think, uh, never mind. Go on. I think like the Easter eggs hunts and the Easter bunny would would be the more, you know, pagan version. Much Eric, like Jesus that lays, That's the American Jesus lays version. Easter eggs. Don't you read your Bible? <laughs> the Easter eggs and the Easter bunny is an American invention to uh, commercialize the holiday. No. Yeah. It's America does not commercialize holidays, Mike. It's Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and Christmas. And, and Santa Claus, I mean. You mean anyway. Santeria? Yeah. <laughs> All right. The next, yeah. All right. The ne next question category is food slash geography. Which mountain is depicted in Toberone chocolate Bar's logo. Um, what do you have, Mike? Mountain. That, that is incorrect. <laughs> um, if, if if somebody needs the spelling of of the of that brand of chocolate, it's spelled T O B L E R O N E. Wouldn't they only need it if they were duck ducking it? <laughs> right. <laughs> Which mountain is depicted in is Turtler Run Chocolate Bar's logo? What do you have, Perk? The the Alps. That is not the correct answer. That is Ooh. that is incorrect. Oh, Pertwee. Pertwee. What I know which one you. It's Matterhorn and Alps. That is that is correct. Wait. Not Matterhorn. Wait a I'm go. trying to think Wait. of what the mountain. I'm like, I know it's not called Alps, and when you say it's not correct, I almost cry. Don't cry. Yeah. <laughs> All right, the next the next question category is sports. What is a popular nickname for the 37.2 feet high left field wall at Fenway Park? Slightly. What do you have slightly? The green monster. Yep. That is correct. <laughs> and I don't even like that sport. You know what the uh, yeah. All right, Kurt, do, 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 do your hashtag. Questions are you, you called for it. You, oh, you created it. Come on, Kurt. We love, <laughs> created it. We love baseball. <laughs> With a big green monster. <laughs> <laughs> All right, score update. Uh, Slightly's on the board. That's the <laughs> most important update on the scoreboard. Uh, but uh, Pertwee is running away with it. Uh, he's got nine correct. <laughs> Jestax got four. Sean and Jay Baby with two, and Chris and Slightly are looking Dominion over last place. All right. The next question category is music, and this is going to be multiple choice. Oh the clarinet is a member of what family of instruments? Is it brass, Dude, strings, no. or woodwinds? Slightly. What do you have to do? Woodwinds. Woodwind. Um, woodwind is correct. Um, dude called first. I'm sorry. And Jeff's I, got it too. 
Oh, dude, uh, dude got it first. Oh, I think I should have been disqualified for that one because I just jumped in mid question. Well, then I give mean, it to I Jess because Jess has it. She won't complain. I, mean, I heard you. I heard you call your name first, dude. We'll give it to hey, Dude, I, Sean. I, and uh, I appreciate what you're doing. Everybody knows I'm a dumb dumb, and you want to feed me a point. I appreciate. It. <laughs> no, 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 you, 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 you legit, legitimately earned that. Sean doesn't want your pity points. Let's hear it for Dude, Sean. <laughs> I mean, hey, if you don't believe me, slightly can listen to the playback later and and verify that I that I did hear you say your name. All right, so we got dude shot and uh, Jess Duck getting the point. Yep. All right, the next question category is science. What color is liquid oxygen? Slightly. What do you have? Slightly. White. White is incorrect. Oh. That's what I was going to get. What do you have, Mike? Clear. Clear is incorrect. I don't think clear is a color, Mike. <laughs> it's translucent. Plaid. translucent. I'm already, I'm already seeing the correct answer in the chat. Uh, Mike. Heard we. What do you have, Mike? Uh, blue. Slightly. Blue is correcting. Oh. And Chris got it, too. What, what shade of blue? <laughs> um, it, There's it, a lot All right. So we got Mike. <laughs> Mike, and, Mike and who on that one? Uh, Chris? Mike and Chris get a point. All right. Yeah. The next question category is geography. How many state capital city names begin with the letter S? I'm looking for a number. Slightly. Mike. Slightly. Three. Three is incorrect. What do you have, Mike? Six. Six is correct. Wow. No way. Really? I like a geography. I like it. <laughs> Mike's favorite number six six six, and he just took one. Right. No wonder <laughs> no. why he guessed six. No, that's um, just uh, <clears throat> look at Robert down Saint there. Saint Paul, the Salt Lake City, Sacramento. Syracuse. Oh. Um, Can we throw Robert a point? He had six, also. Oh sure, why not? Syracuse. We'll, we'll give Robert a point for two. Syracuse is not the capital of New York State. Um, Even though he's got those lemons on his head, we'll give him a point. Well, you know where you can find more lemons. lemons? You can find lemons at D Live Show. Like lemons. Go to D Live. Yeah. All right, Eric. I'm um, ready to uh, the next get question. Out of- yes. I was trying to name off some of those capital cities. I know two of them are Salt Lake City and St. Paul, but I, I guess we can look up the other four later. Um, but the next question category is food. What country is the world's largest producer? Of mangoes, multiple choice. Is it India, Brazil, or the United States? Slightly. Perfectly. Dude. Um, um, Dude. I'm trying to think. I think, I think, I think I heard Mike go first. Did, did. Okay, Mike. What, What's your what's answer, that? Mike? I did not. Default, uh, I did not. Right. I think, think I heard Kurt slightly. Uh, I'm going to say that it is Brazil. Brazil is incorrect. What do you U.S. U.S. is incorrect, so um, since nobody got that right um, and the answer being India, that, that just got automatically canceled out with the, those incorrect answers. Well, I didn't gonna, even know they had those in India. We're going to give uh, a point to Jess Duck. Jess Duck and Chess did get it. My, oh, so. oh my, my bad. I, I got I, you I was back, paying Jess. Attention. Don't worry. I got you. Fun fact about and, India, it used to be a continent that was it's attached to a tectonic plate that collided and made the Himalaya Mountains. Okay, Mike, you still don't get a um, point. Um, Jess beat you to it, Robert. Um, 
Yo. Yes. All right, the next question category is general knowledge. What does a Cooper make? Pertwee. Cooper? What do you have, Pert? Barrels for shipping. Barrels is correct. It's Cooper. Oh, I thought that, you, that is an occupation. I thought you said a Cooper Scooper. No. <laughs> yep. The next question category is entertainment. And this is going to have multiple choice. Um, hang on. It, it's not multiple choice. Um, all right. Entertainment. What historical woman has been portrayed on stage and screen by? Faye Dunaway, Elaine Page, and Madonna. Slightly. What do you have, slightly? Hillary Clinton. That is incorrect. Pertwee? What do you have, Pert? Marilyn Monroe? That is incorrect. Um, I see a correct answer in the chat already. Oh, really? Slightly. Oh, Mike, Mike. What do you have, Mike? Aretha Franklin. That is incorrect. Slightly. What do you have, slightly? Just a- Evita. <laughs> Yep, Avida Peron is, is is correct. I was, when I you know, like don't cry from the Argentina, but I don't remember the others. Oh yeah, that whole thing. <laughs> the, the unibrow um, chick. Yeah, that's her. Um, the name Avida, you got to remember that song. Don't cry for me, Argentina. That was don't cry song. for my eyebrow, Argentina. Don't cry for me, Argentina. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the last question of the night category is food. Hey, crazy. What was the food. first lifesaver flavor? Slightly. What, what do you have, slightly? Orange. Pertwee. Orange is incorrect. Dude. What do you have, Pert? Cherry. Dude. Cherry's incorrect. What do you have, dude? Oh, Jess, we're wrong. Mike. Mike. I'm such an idiot. What do you have, Mike? <laughs> Grape. Grape. Grape is in- incorrect. Huh. Hmm. Dude. Um, what do you have, dude? <laughs> Lemon. Lemon is incorrect. Ah! The first lifesaver flavor. El Carpe it's says mint. mint. I it. see a correct answer in the Mike. chat. Right. Clear. Clear. Mike, 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 Mike. It's not Wednesday, Mike. Yeah. Mike. <laughs> I, mint. See it. I see it in the chat. I I'll accept mint or peppermint. Mint is the <gasps> peppermint. More specifically, Bill Carpe. That way he doesn't get stoked. Oh, that was good. That was stinky. Elk. That was stinky. Elk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wound up getting that one. All right. All right. Stinky, uh, sneaky. All right. That that is the conclusion of trivia. So, who is the winner? Well, hmm. well, uh, you know, for the second Encore. week in a row, we have our thank you returning champion, Mister Perdwee. Thank you. All right. <laughs> you have it. Here comes the king. Here comes the big number one. But oh, why is there? She, she wouldn't stop. Yes. Yeah, she's a fundraiser, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, well, better late than never came, but we'll be doing another game of trivia next Tuesday. Yes. But I think we need to try to put together. Audio problems. Um, yeah, you deserve it for jinxing me earlier. I had audio um, problems. I, um, <laughs> I, I thought Corey was going to join in, but I guess got, you know, unless he had not up, audio. <laughs> I, th- I think we need to put together a um, a trivia all star show. 
God. And have more than 20 questions. We should have like an encore, five oh extra for triple or something. Well, I've been keeping I mean, track. But I love trivia. I've been keeping track, right. and it looks like, uh, I think, you know, our top two right now is Pertwee and Jestock. Uh, yeah. But, and then like people that we've had on the call, calls in the past, like um, Lady Me and, you know, and, and Sarmenti, I know would have to be a part of that all-star episode. Yeah, Sarmenti's pretty good when he gets there. Yeah, that he Oh, is. yes. So, uh, who knows, man? We'll work on something like that. But, uh, you know, congratulations as always. Uh, once again, I should just get a, uh, just do a, uh, a little sound bite, and then I can just push the yeah. button every week. And, you know, there you go. Uh, me <clears throat> to kick butt, yes, until her children started screaming and yelling. But, you know, we still love her. Well, no, really what happened was her demon child spilled milk on the keyboard and now the key stick on her, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, she said she went out and, uh, she was bowling tonight. Uh, apparently that's where she's, uh, she's trying to, you know, bowl for some demon uh, child turkey. No, hey, Hello. by the way, Mike, that's what she calls her children, not us. Yes, that's right. Like devil child. Devil what? child. She what? Calls, she calls her children devil child. Oh, her youngest. Wow, no bueno. Well, yeah, I wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't saying that being mean. I was just repeating what she says because I, I don't know the name. It's just the no. Child. I just got an image with a purple, red-looking baby with horns just she sitting vomiting. Yeah, I don't know the way me talks about I don't, it. <laughs> I just don't know why I got that visual, but it just made me laugh. What is going on, little J? <laughs> I think that's how I pronounce it, right? L O L L I J. Um, that that is Jill spelt backwards. Oh my god! I, I fell for that too. I have enough problems with life. I don't need to try to <laughs> tell people's names. You know, read them backwards. But anyways, what <laughs> if I hadn't been for Lauren Pink, I would have never guessed that. Unbelievable! I I don't know. At least you know what? At least Jill. At least you're not pissing on a street corner like uh, people we uh, went over this afternoon. So I I give you kudos for that. At least I hope you're not. I was going to say, how do you know? Yeah, well, maybe that's why she just got here. Yeah, she might have been busy. <laughs> she had to run in with the officers. Oh my god, what are we going to do? Anyways, uh, you know what we're missing tonight? I know you're all waiting for it. Uh, tonight's Mexican word of the day. That's right. Yep, I know. See, si, senor. See, si, senor. Anyways, uh, I'm going to bring it up. Bring our good old friend Pancho Villa up over here on the video for everybody. And uh, I don't know. I guess there's another name for him. People say they've seen him on a TV show or something. <laughs> Anyways, tonight's Mexican word of the day is going to be cologne. I haven't done cologne yet, have I? I don't believe you have. I don't oh, I thought that was it. I'm like, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so tonight's Mexican word of the day, cologne. And it's used like this. Hold on. Uh, I like the sound effect. Yeah, that was a great sound effect. But it's used like in a sentence like such. Hey, Vato, do you think you could loan me a dollar? <laughs> pretty good. That's a good one, slightly. Thank you. I appreciate that. We remembered Lady Me. Yes. I, I, I just did the Mexican word of the day, Lady Me. Come on. <laughs> she she, she I mean, tuned you in just for that. I can tell. I mean, Lady Me needs to get on D Live and, and she can see it for herself. Yes, I don't come up with Mucho them. Bueno. So I don't come up with them, so don't blame the messenger. But it was the presentation that really added to it slightly. Well, I got that Mexican accent and all that. I, you know, That's right. Is that again? Tacos the other night? I said, you think you think you 
you could loan me a dollar, man. That's pretty good. I mean, come on. You could loan me a dollar, man. I need to go buy some new shoes. Go yo, shoot some pool. Hey, mister, you like my sister? Could you loan her a loan, please? Y yo puedo hablar español también cuando quiero. So. Sí. Yeah. No habla. That means I can, uh, I just said I can speak Spanish when I want to. Oh. Un mesa para dos, uh, por favor. Una mesa para dos. What's the white I mean, word of the day? I need a table for two. The white word of the day? The white Alky. word of the day. Uh, whatever you'd like it to be. We've we've said many uh, white words of the day. I don't know. All right. Um, thank Excuse you, of course. To- is the white word of the white day. word of the day, offense. Why do all the legals walk around a fence to get into our country? Oh, boy. Unbelievable. You should do that. Have a contrast. Mexican and white uh, words of the day. You do the Mexican. I'll look up for the white word, the white people word. (laughs) All right. Redneck. um, How about redneck, white, and Mexican? Sorry. You know, I I would definitely like to extend thank yous to BP49 for donating the diamond over in the D Live chat. And thank you to Pertwee. For the two lemons, and thank you to Jestuck for the four lemons. I love lemons. Not necessarily watermelons, but lemons that I can make lemonade out of. Thanks for all the gifts. And Lady Me, don't be upset. I'm just going after what you said. You like me to make things fun and, uh, you know, not necessarily so political all the time. So, anyway. yeah. Man, I don't think we said one bad thing about Biden until I said something about walking around the wall, and I still didn't mention his name. <laughs> So we've been behaving. Actually, we did not mention Joe Biden or uh, a certain governor all show today. So I think we deserve a round of applause for that. Mm-hmm. What do you think? We did great. Yeah. I think PC is dead in my books. Yes. Go Dodgers. <laughs> yeah. The Dodgers She's firing are kicking, you up there. The Dodgers are kicking, uh, kicking some butt lately. Uh, my Padres, uh, you know, I haven't been to a game. Maybe that's why they haven't been winning. But uh, we should go to a game sometime, Lady Me. I have season tickets that I never use, so. Um, you know, maybe you should come down. Either that or you and uh, you and Homeboy. Homeboy could use some loving. I'm not going to get into all that, but anyways, I hope everyone enjoyed their uh, their evening with us tonight. I appreciate all of you joining us. We'll be back to well, actually, we will not be back tomorrow night. I have some very very sad news, and uh, you know, um, yeah, I know nobody cares, but I got to let you guys know. Uh, tomorrow, I do have. Uh, some meetings and work and all that crap. You know what? So Tonight, no late night shows. I think you forgot to change your invite because my invite said you were going on at seven your time. And then at 938 my time, which would be 630. No, yeah. I got the D live notice. I was like, oh, crap. Oh, well, I'll have to and look, and you were buried in the news. That's okay, though. I just, I'll it was like. check that. I don't know. I didn't know that you can uh, change a message on the invite. So I will take a look at that. Yes, Jess well, Duck. I know. I'm sorry. No, don't cry too much, please. Yeah, because usually it says 6.30. Yeah, yes, Jess, I would like some cheese to go with that wine, okay? Yeah, I know. Well, Jess Duck, <laughs> if, if you're late, if you're up late enough, maybe you'll get a surprise one-hour show late tomorrow. Oh, no, wow. No promises. Oh, but nice. If you're going to be up, you know, I, I have enough gray hairs, but I'm willing to do a couple more. Anyways, uh, thanks for joining us tonight. Pertwee, producer Eric, thanks as always. Everyone who joined us for mm-hmm. more trivia tonight and all that good stuff. If you have any feedback, any comments, you can always email me. Whether you agree or disagree with me, send them over to slightlyseriousshow at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us over on DLive. Don't get lost in life and forget about what the hell's going on around you and in your communities. And once again, congratulations to Pertwee. <laughs> Producer Eric, you have anything uh, coming up? 
Well, um, I think the, the final half hour of tonight's Trice talk is on right now. So if anybody wants to jump over and see Dennis Lee and Donald Wayne and, and the gang, um, the, the old man's podcast tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. Eastern time. Um, and a reminder to our Podbean friends, the old man's podcast will be taking a one week hiatus from June 21st to the 25th as him and Grammy are going on a camp trip, but, but they will re- they, they will be on for the rest of this week, and they will return on the 28th. Unbelievable. Um, Producer Eric, that is unacceptable. Old men and, and, sh- and folks can take their podcast on the road like slightly. <laughs> <laughs> um, they, they probably are not where they can, unfortunately. Um, but then also be on the lookout should John DeVito go live at 1130 a.m. Eastern time. And, um, and I believe Cummings' culture should be back on next week, I think. You know, it is our understanding that his, his wife, I think, lost her grandmother this week. Yeah. So, um, about that. so and also be on the lookout for the Frankie D show and a host of other great friends and Mike Tampa Bay. All right, producer Eric, I appreciate that. Like I said, be kind to one another. Peggy, welcome, but we are headed out the door. Come back on Thursday night. We'll be back 6.30, 9.30 Eastern time Thursday. Um, anyways, I hope everyone has a wonderful evening. God bless America and all that good stuff. And we'll see you back on Thursday. Good night. Good night, good night, everybody. Thanks for listening to tonight's show. Not all content is endorsed by slightly. However, if you'd like to contact me for any reason, email us over at slightly serious show at gmail.com or hit us up on social media. Don't forget to share the show and help us grow our audience. And remember, we mean that in the most serious way. Until the next time, good night, everybody. And remember, I love you. And I love your show.